heart and soul of a nation, beckons the call. The voice of our forefathers heard in the distance. A house divided against itself cannot stand. To reclaim our honor. honor. Our soul. The challenges of a generation call out. Future generations hang in the balance. We choose liberty. This is the voice of a nation. The nation. The nation. The nation. And now, Malcolm. On one hand, this uh, Middle East war has moved uh, quite rapidly. Uh, and on, on the other hand, it seems like it was just yesterday when they stormed through uh, the, the border there and uh, did the savagery and uh, the brutality, uh, the inhumane of that moment, uh, which will be etched on history forever, my fellow Americans, to be sure. And, uh, but, it's been, uh, again, on the other hand, a couple of months. And, uh, you know, so where are we exactly? And to do an assessment of this. And here's the thing, and I guess a summary I'd say to you is, it appears to me that uh, this Hamas has played it the way they wanted to play it. So they have uh, pulled this thing off just the way they want right now, including the, the ceasefires or pauses, uh, the torment, uh, the psychological terror, uh, all of the things, you know, it, it was beyond, you know, not just what they did on October 7th, my fellow Americans, but it's what they continue to do with every uh, hour, every waking hour moving forward that we don't put them out of their misery would be the best way I would say it, you know. Since many of these people live to die, I, I think it only stands to reason we should give them their wish. And the sooner the better, and the world will be a better place. Uh, that's about as quick and concise as I can put it there for you. Uh, welcome in here to the Voice of a Nation. It is indeed Malcolm Out Loud here, and you're going to learn a few things today on the broadcast. I can tell you that right now. A few things you didn't know and some eye-opening points, and uh, we'll be getting into. So just let me give you that warning up front. Uh, you'll definitely learn some things here today. Now, uh, I, I think that, uh, you know, to assess this thing right now, it could go so many different ways. You can't take any of this for granted. Uh, many people think, you know, Israel, the IDF, uh, the Israeli Defense Forces, has it pretty well handled or licked. But you can't really take this for granted in the way that Hamas is playing it. But the bigger problem here, friends, is the Ayatollahs in Tehran. That is the bigger problem of what this region has to deal with. Our government and all, nobody's really talking about that in the way that it needs to be talked at. And when you see the amount of rocket attacks coming across against uh, U.S. interest, uh, our troops uh, in that region, it, it goes, it, it, you know, you don't have to stretch your imagination to figure out what's transpiring here. Yet there's almost no word or no pushback from uh, the pol political side of this against Iran. Uh, we surely are not seeing anything that would push them back on their feet. And the, the, the few little pinpricks that our military is doing is a joke. Uh, it's an absolute ridiculous joke. And it's not pushing them back. And the only way to fight these bastards is uh, we have to fight these terrorists back with, uh, with, with pure power and conviction. Uh, that's how they have to be met. You can't, you can't 
once they detect uh, that, uh, you know, there is any pause in the moment, any weakness in your thoughts or any under or any olive branch or any remote chance of any of that. I mean, these people, they just double, triple, quadruple down every chance they can. And they'll come at you many other ways. So, you know, you have to understand the fight here, first of all. And that's what these leaders are not, uh, they're not doing. They're not, uh, they're, and they surely are not explaining it to the American people. And this worthless media, uh, they explain nothing. So, so that puts us in a very delicate situation. It is an incredible quandary we're in. Uh, in Israel right now is in the, the fight of their lives. And, and frankly, to take that further with you, I would say Western civilization, humanity as we know it, is really in for a fight of its life. Because what's happening right now and from October 7th forward is just the, the tip of the spear here. It's it's just the moment. I mean, there's a lot more of what this thing is playing out around the world. And frankly, um, you could bring this back and dial it back in the date ways to the 1930s and it's more than just history repeating itself, but you know, where it might go from here, it's a scary world and it's a scary thought for sure here. Now, just here today, as you listen to this broadcast, there were some attacks in Jerusalem and uh, three Israeli citizens there are dead because of it. A deadly terrorist attack right in Jerusalem uh, and about another six, seven that are wounded uh, some seriously, but um, this was uh, this um, a couple of brothers, prisoners that were let out from prison who lived in Jerusalem, who went in, in the name of Hamas and Hamas support and went on and killed civilians. And this is the danger you have in that whole area now, that whole region. Uh, and so that plays to a bigger narrative that I want to start with. And all of these uh, prisoners, these uh, some of them are hardened criminals, many of them are, uh, these uh, Arab-Palestinian prisoners that are being released at a three-to-one ratio, three and four-to-one ratio, as compared to the hostages that they stole versus these criminals. And they, many of these people could very well possibly come back and do harm and terror and will. Because again, when your, mode, when your motto is and your mission is to die, all bets are off, friends. And that's, that's what makes us so lethal and, and so challenging, really. Uh, and there's a little history of some of this now. And it's an interesting, uh, I'm going to be referencing an op-ed a little bit on the broadcast here as well. But one of the points in this piece is uh, Israel's history of bad hostage exchanges. And we'll, we'll dive a little bit into that. That kind of puts this all, uh, this conversation we're going to have on heightened alert here. Uh, Ilana Friedman is with me. Ilana's an intelligence analyst, as you know, and uh, surely part of our America Out Loud family and, and team here. But uh, Ilana personally has raised her children in uh, in Israel and spent uh, uh, a long time, well over 16 years, uh, in that uh, region. But more than that, studies this uh, and uh, understands the threat, basically. Uh, I've seen one of the one of the um, she writes uh, a great deal, but this last piece I thought she did was uh, I thought uh, was uh, brilliant, really. Uh, hostage rescue, a mixed blessing and a deal with the devil. That certainly captures the moment of, of this, isn't it here? Um, Ilana, I'm thinking uh, when I see this, uh, this uh, uh, 
slaughter here today in Jerusalem of innocent people again here. I'm thinking a lot of these prisoners are going to, they're going to end up doing harm again. They almost always come back because, you know, and they come back with a, with a, they're, um, they come back with a venge. Uh, you know, they're, they're very vengeful. We're like, oh man, they want to really do harm. Uh, speak about that point is a good place to start. And to your bigger point, Ilana, of this, uh, their history of bad hostage exchanges. I'd like to sort of build to that tempo. And uh, this guy here, Sinwar, in a moment, who you mentioned, uh, it's quite alarming what he did. Uh, oh, his involvement in all of this, exactly. But start with that shooting here in Jerusalem and your your thoughts about this, please. Yeah, thank you, Malcolm. Israel has a history of doing very, very bad deals with in the area of prisoner exchange and hostage release. Uh, the terrorists know this. And so what they do is they will capture or kill. Uh, in the past, it's been Israeli soldiers and some Israeli civilians. But they will do it for the purpose of having Arab prisoners, Muslim prisoners, uh, released from prison. Terrorists, people who have carried out violent acts against Israeli civilians particularly, but also Israeli soldiers. And so this has been going on for many, many years. And the, the thing to remember is that Israel does not have a death penalty. So when someone carries out a deadly terrorist attack, the worst that's going to happen to him is he's going to go to prison. And in prison, he can stay there for many years. Uh, but the the the, the outcome is that at some point, the terrorist Hamas in particular will decide that it's time to get these prisoners released, and so they will kill or 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 capture Israeli citizens or soldiers, and then demand their own com comrades to be released from prison. But it's not a one-on-one -on -one situation. It. It's, it's one Israeli, alive or dead, mm -hmm. in, in exchange for multiple Muslim prisoners. Can you and, please explain to me why that is? Please, under, please well, explain to me why Netanyahu and why Israel allows that. I don't understand. Explain. Well, it, it's not easy to understand. Israel values the lives of its citizens far more probably than any other country in the world and will go to enormous lengths to rescue anybody who's been captured and even if they've been killed to bring back the body so that they can have a proper funeral. Ilana, I got to ask you something now. That really, in my world of thinking here, that that what you just put out there right now and knowing that that is a very... Uh, um, well-known information out there, it obviously is, and surely these terrorist groups know it, to be sure. It, I'm going to suggest to you, it puts Israel at a massive disadvantage then. I'm sorry, but it, that is that is actually, I mean, we can say it like it's a bragging right, but I, I, in actuality, I don't think it is. It puts them and puts future people at a great disadvantage, right or wrong. Oh, absolutely right. And what it does is basically puts a target on the back of every Israeli. Yeah. And it's not done intentionally, except it's part of Jewish law that the 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 hostage the the hostages the the people who are taken hostage are uh, are 
of extreme value to the to to Israel, and they have and their rescue has to be considered at the very highest level. And well, why don't they understand they're 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 making more future hostages and problems? And I don't understand. I mean, they're smart people. Why can't they figure that out? I I, I listen. I wish I understood. I have been saying huh. since before I actually moved to Israel. Right. I have been saying that Israel needs a death penalty. And as soon as there is a terrorist attack where somebody dies particularly, that terrorist needs to be tried and put to death. That's why, it. Why is it they don't have a death penalty? Do you know why? I, the backdrop on I, that? I don't know. I, okay. I can't. Okay. I, there's no way I can justify it. Now, there's talk it. about in, initiating one again. Is that not correct? I, I've seen that somewhere. It's at, in Israel, uh, the, the parliament, which is called the Knesset, right. has to have three readings of a of a bill before it becomes law and it's this this has already had its first reading but they're in the middle of a war right now so they're a little distressed i don't know when yeah. this is going yeah be. for sure i gotta i gotta follow up one other thing when you talked about uh, their the strategy of the terrorists in this particular case hamas and i say that because there's a lot of these terrorist groups there are a dime a dozen right now around the world Ilana, and uh all most of all of well most of them i can't say all but many of them are proxies and controlled by by tehran and the ayatollah is not not all but they're a good thrust of that why is it that when well you mentioned about that when they feel they got to release some of these cats from jail some of these criminals they go ahead and do something to do this uh, trade again this ungodly trade of a three or four to one or actually even more than that, you release 100 and 100 and something of them, and we'll release, you know, whatever, a handful. Uh, so why is it that um, uh, with the, uh, was, well, um, actually, the better way to phrase that question, uh, when they made this decision, which was long time in the planning, Ilana, of October 7th, long time in the planning, we know this now, and they made the decision to do what they did here. And, did, and, and we know that they met, in Lebanon just prior to this. we That's been documented now. And there are other pieces of this thing that could have been played out as well with other terrorist states, depending on how it went. Was, in your opinion, was this catalyst of this, these prisoners? I don't think, I'm going to suggest to you back, I don't think it was. I think it's a sidebar for this, what they really wanted to do with Israel, back to the psychological terror and really uh, accomplishing what they wanted. I mean, they they had all the, the what do you call it, the pro-goes on the ha heads. They filmed all this. I mean, they didn't, it's not like they didn't want people to know what they were doing. The savagery here that was on display was nothing the world had seen to this point in certainly our lifetimes. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I do know what you're saying. And I, I think um, there, there are a couple of points that, that mm -hmm. I think are important. First of all, it, it, there were, there were at least 3,000 terrorists who came over the the line, came who, who crashed through the gate at, or flew over in their... their uh, uh, gliders, they, the gliders, I guess, gliders, yeah. And um, they, they just simply overwhelmed the 22 small, uh, their small towns, small cities, their farming communities, very peaceful. And many, by the way, many of the people who live in these places have been working tirelessly 
on behalf of the Gazans and, and the people they call the Palestinians to, to make their lives better. And these are the people they murdered in cold blood and in, with the ferocity. And speaking about the ferocity, it's very important to understand that one of the things Hamas did, beside going through a lot of training, with these guys, they uh, they drug them up on something called Capticon. Yeah. And that's a drug that makes them euphoric and makes them un completely unconcerned about the consequences. of. Well, it, makes, it, may, it gives them the power to put babies in ovens and chop heads off and rape people and cut wombs yeah. open and pull the babies out with the umbilical cord and shoot the people in the head and do torture them in, uh, in ways that unbelievable, Alana. Yes, but they they are trained to do this, and they and each one of these terrorists came over with a um, a booklet that Hamas had provided them, yeah. telling telling them all the kinds of tortures that they were allowed to do. I mean, this this is something that was so well organized, and I, I you know, and when we're talking, so I don't think that the the release of prisoners was their first was their first priority. However. Yeah. Okay. Part of what they had to do, these these monsters who came came across the border, yeah. was to bring back hostages. It was not just to kill people and maim them and 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 dismember them and and do all these horrible things to them, but they they their part of their task was to bring back hostages. Well, yeah, because they, they gave money and rewards to the people who did it. Yeah, correct? They did. Yeah, they did. They, well, they said they would anyway. Uh, right. Just to idea of what the, they consider the value of their own prisoners are uh the number of prisoners that they want in return for one israeli mm -hmm. is huge right now it's actually very small we say it's two to one or three to one but over the past 30 years israel has released more than seven thousand arab prisoners in return for 19 israelis and eight and the the remains of eight Israeli soldiers. Well, Seven Arab prisoners for nineteen Israelis. Well, to your point, let me read this statement that's in that uh, uh, amazing uh, article you have up here. Over the past thirty years, Israel has agreed to release. Listen to these numbers, friends. More than seven thousand Arab <laughs> prisoners, including many high-profile terrorists, in exchange for nineteen, like nineteen people. Uh, Israelis and the remains of eight Israeli soldiers. One of those released in 2011 was this Sinwar dude who now, drumroll please, uh, went on to become who, Ilana? I see it here, but the yeah, He's the lead boss. He's now, he's now living in the lap of luxury in Qatar and, uh, and he's running the whole show in Gaza. And I'll tell you who this guy is, just to give you an idea. There's one story about him where he forced a man to bury his brother alive. What kind of a person does that? Well, the same people that chop your head off or uh, cut your womb open and take your baby out and do these kinds. He had, by by letting him out of prison, he was he was in for four life life sentences, and w by letting him out, they released this whirlwind that ended up in in um israel on october 7th all right so this goes to the bigger point now lana let's let's slow this down just a sec here because this goes to your bigger point and what we're talking about here that there are consequences for these actions there are consequences 
you you and I and IQ obviously at the start of this thing said right on here it would be a deadly mistake to be negotiating in the way that there was talk about with a ceasefire and a pause for the sake of whatever hostages or anything else for that matter was what we said there would be deadly consequences because we knew we looked at everything and we sized that up now that's a hard decision to make especially for you i and him because we're very passionate people and we love people and we certainly don't want to see people go through this sort of thing but at some point you have to understand the consequences of what you're doing and these kinds of moves back to your point here in this sinwar dude uh we're talking about here ilana now he's the leader of Hamas sitting out there. And he, here's what really gets me. He, he, here's what I want to ask you. Now, we know who this dude is. We know where he is. We know what's going on. Israel knows all this. We know it. Our government knows all this. We know all of it. We can look down in the saddle. We have such sophistication. We can see the license plate or what kind of cereal they had in the morning for breakfast, Alana. Okay. Why can't they do a pinpoint and pinpoint attack and take this this bastard out i mean why hasn't that even been considered i mean these people don't play by any rules why we don't all right they have, oh, they, no, they why? have no rules they have rules except the ones that that they live by so why are we day. taking him out delana do you know um i'm waiting for it okay. <laughs> i can't tell you why it hasn't happened yet okay. it may be that the guy is so protected uh but one of the things that's happening now is that Israel has a lot more access to the the because of Donald Trump and the Abraham Accords to other countries, the Arab countries in the Middle East. And so this is something that um, uh, they're walking a very, very fine line. But I think taking this guy out is a no brainer. I just don't know if it's a possible, and if it is possible, they have to do it in their time when the when the time is right, and not just do it willy nilly and hope it's going to come out all right. all right. There was a situation many years ago where they were after uh, some people who were staying in a hotel, I think in Morocco, but I'm not sure. Uh, and they uh, there was an assassination or an assassination attempt. And uh, they were photographed on these cameras that existed in the hotels that were set up there. And, and it became a big story. It, it, this, these are things that have, we know that Israel has assassinated Iranian scientists in, in Tehran. You know, they, they're, they're not uh, oh, shy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And Israel, Israel is very good at it. The fact that it hasn't happened yet, I, I can't tell you why. I can only tell you that I think Israel is under enormous pressure enormous pressure most of all from joe biden he he talks a good game right. but on the one hand he says you know we stand behind israel 100 percent, and so forth and so on and it's all baloney because what he's done what he also did was give uh uh iran billions of dollars and iran is funding all of this activity this is this is not something that is happening in in a vacuum Iran is making this happen. Iran was responsible for a great deal of the training mm -hmm. and for the, the 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 strategies involved in this and, and working very closely with uh, Yahya Sinwar. So, you know, we're, we're talking about something which is goes far beyond what we see on the on the front pages. It's all behind the scenes. Right. It's all in the dark curtains. And and it is deadly. And 
Joe Biden's playing both ends against the oh, middle. Yeah. And oh, yeah. Well, and that's what everybody needs to understand. So the public comments that are coming out of the Biden administration or whenever the few times he opens his mouth, you're not hearing the truth is what you're saying, Alana. We understand that. We do understand yeah. that. And we're pointing yeah. it out right now. So there's another agenda going on here. He really is ratchet in the back and controlling things much more than you. And when I say him, it's his people, his administration. It's not so much him. Uh, but well, but what's that? Yeah. I just interrupt you for a second. I think um, yeah. that what you're suggesting is 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 missing something. And that he's not controlling anything. What he's doing is holding Israel back. Right. The people who are controlling this whole narrative is Hamas backed by Iran. Yeah. They're the ones who are controlling the. Well, narrative. that's been They're- obvious in the last few uh, demands that they've had, Ilana. The <laughs> demands they put forth, you know, it's uh... and and the the latest uh, uh, offer of a hostage uh, release right. was uh, a smaller number of a slightly smaller number of. Hostages. They're trying to stretch it out more. Trying to stretch it yeah. out. And, uh, I'm and not. Sure, I'm not sure, by the way, that that many of these hostages are still alive. Well, that's what's being said. And many of them have been given to other terrorist groups where they've lost control. That's been a narrative. You you, you agree with that? Yeah, I, and that's, that's the case. I heard one story this morning about a, a man who was held. He was a uh, Filipino. Right. And um, a, a lot of Filipinos and Thais have come to Israel to work on the farms and to work as uh, uh, in, in the medical professions. Uh, to to as caregivers and so forth, and this man was Fili- Filipino, and he was there for I think fifty four days uh, as a as a hostage, and he came out and said that they gave him a half a pita a day to eat, and what he did to to reinforce that was to um, take toilet paper which they gave him when he had to use the bathroom. And the, he said that the tunnels were so deep that there was condensation on the walls. So he took the t- toilet paper and instead of using it for its its purpose, he put it on the wall so it would absorb the moisture. And then he ate that. Oh, wow. And that's survived. Wow. Interesting. Interesting. These uh, people are human. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I, listen, I none of that sh- is shocking to me personally, and not, probably not you either. I, I mean, you're not going to do these kinds of action, take people and then put them out. And, and frankly, to your point, I've seen media reports on this and people were shocked or, or, or questioning what kind of treatment they would get. And I, I say to myself, Alana, what kind of treatment do you think they're getting? I mean, like and what do you, it's like it's not like they're staying at the Holiday Inn here or, or, or a Marriott. You know, whatever. I mean, there's not any of that. I mean, they're going to be mistreated. They're, they're like, I'm surprised they even got the half of Peter, uh, quite frankly, or whatever. Well, I guess they didn't want them to starve completely, but um, that's but my guess. Yeah, have been that that the the hostages yeah. have come back to Israel and they're looking gaunt. There's sure, one little girl sure. uh, who five years old who was kept there for almost fifty days, and she came back and she she wouldn't talk. She would only whisper very very quietly. Her father had to put his ear up to her, and not his father. Her father, I think, she saw her parents killed, but her her uncle, one of her one of her 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 future um, her parent figures, uh, had to put his ear right up to her mouth to hear what she was saying. And the reason for this was that they made her keep quiet 
for 50 days, a five-year-old. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, they, they were spent- traumatized. They were traumatized, totally. Oh. I mean, these people will be traumatized for the rest of their lives, Alana. I mean, there's yes. no way you'll get over this kind of condition at all. Let me now ask you this here. Uh, here's the big drum roll kind of question quandary I want you to uh, speak about here. So right now, everything sit as there, as you say, lower number of, of um, hostages. Uh, they've lost control of that. They're trying to stretch it out. Uh, every day it's, oh, do we get another C-? And the media's all over this. Oh, is there going to be another ceasefire? Pause. And they just don't get what the hell is going on here. These people are oblivious uh, to the truth. Uh, they have no common sense at all. But now they're playing the road exactly what Hamas wants. So at this point, you, you got the Sinwar dude and the rest of these cats out, out in uh, Qatar. They're out in other areas of the Middle East uh, and uh, living in the life of luxury. They've left the rest of the people there to die and do what they got to do. What is the end goal right now of this situation with Hamas? I mean, they're, gonna, they're running out of hostages about now. The ceasefire any oh. day has got to end. They're going to start shooting back. What was the alter? They're now they took the Shifa hospital, Israel. The IDF is in there. They know what's going on in Gaza now. So, what is the end result? How does this play out right now with Hamas? And I assume they still have some tunnels they're in control of. I, I don't really know. Uh, what happens next? Well, first of all, they do have tunnels. They, they remember there are more than three hundred miles worth of tunnels. Yeah. So. I'll- have been taken out, but that's a lot of time. That's a lot of miles. Um, and as far as the hostages are concerned, uh, according to our count, a total of 145 hostages from the October 7th attacks are still being held in Gaza. 145. So what they've been doing is letting out these guys, hostages in dribs and drabs. Israel should never have allowed it. Uh, they should have. Uh, uh, they should have demanded. You know, when you negotiate something, you have to negotiate from a position of strength. And because of the pressure that Joe Biden and his his entourage has uh, put on Israel, they haven't been able to do that. So they've been getting these hostages back in dribs and drabs. Um, They've they've we've we've heard stories about the Red Cross, but the Red Cross has never visited them. Uh, And even uh, there's there's one family that tried to give the Red Cross uh, medicine for their mother, who was an elderly woman who needed medicine to stay alive. And Red Cross refused to take it. Uh, They wouldn't take it to her. Why doesn't Israel call Biden bluff? Why doesn't he call Biden bluff, the the Biden people bluff, and do do what the hell they want to do? Tell me. I don't know. I have no answer for that. Malcolm, because I think you know, in the past, Bibi Netanyahu has been very, very strong, but it looks as though he's really buckling under the pressure of. Right, of right. All- and the reason I ask this is because they're always coming out the administration, uh, the, the the doofus there with the State Department. He, he rubs me so far the wrong way there. Kirby, John Kirby, he's, an, he's nauseating. Um, and uh, with these cats and the other jackass up there, too, as well, there's a bunch of them, a series of them. Um, but when these people come out and then and then the Biden people and Biden is up, oh, yeah, Israel's they're making their own decisions. They got to fight their war and the IDF's got to do their thing. So Israel should take them up on it and tell, tell I mean, obviously, they're being sucker punched. They should they should they uh, call them bluff. Yeah, they're absolutely being sucker punched. And I I, I think you have to put this within the context of the Biden Inc. background, uh, where Biden is really 
he is not uh, a a, uh, a free agent at this point. He all he wants is he's a very very he's probably the most corrupt president we have ever had in the White House, and 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 his his family, and and the people he surrounds himself with. He is. These are people who deserve to be in prison. And it, it, the fact that, you know, we know that he took money for for the um, uh, Afghanistan fiasco. And we know that he's taken a lot of money from China. And the interesting thing about China is that they have been inserting themselves into Israel because they want Israeli technology. Yep. They now control the Israeli port and they're they're building infrastructure in Tel Aviv. And and they're they're into and they were just uh, 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 planning. I don't know if it actually happened, but they were planning to send something like two thousand Chinese workers into Israel. That's just a tiny little country. If you bring in that kind of two thousand workers in, you're talking about a huge manpower uh, exchange. Uh, not exchange, but but uh, uh, addition to the Israeli manpower. So what we're we're talking about is that once. October seventh happened. Mm-hmm. China took the side of Hamas. Oh yeah, they're all over Israel, but they took the Hamas side. Yeah, well, and but the China has made a uh, an an alliance with Iran and with Russia and with North Korea. So you know what we're talking about is a huge betrayal, and also a huge naivete on the part of Israel. Yeah, allowing China to come in and and do so much. It intrusion. Well, you know, it, 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 the one thing about uh, the Middle East and, and the politics in general, Ilana, is these kinds of relationships make strange bedfellows constantly. We've seen because of the world leadership, the vacuum that was created from this um, ridiculous uh, administration, uh, the, the Biden people there, um, we've seen the fact that, uh, you know, what transpired in the world after post-Afghanistan, but throughout the world with the Middle East, they immediately got into the Middle East. We've seen that with Saudi Arabia. And we've seen all the things and conversations that were going on out there with China. I mean, they know how to play these games, especially with the uh, lack of American leadership, uh, to be sure. And that's really what's happening there. All right. Um, Let me me tell listeners a couple of points here about what's developing here. And uh, and Lana, give some more thought to... um, what I was talking about a moment ago, I really would like to come back there and get, I, I, I'm going to stretch your imagination a little bit and tell us, because you didn't answer that last question I asked, but I'd like you to do it when we come back from the pause here and talk about what, what is really the framework here of what happens next. I mean, they're running, you know, they're not going to keep being able to stretch this out too far. I mean, the, the ceasefire is going to have to end here shortly. So what's Hamas's ultimate game plan? I mean, what, what is the deal here? I mean, these other people like Sinwar and the rest of the leadership, we know they're not there, but there are still a lot of people there. What really happens next? I mean, what is their game plan? I, I still, there's a missing piece here that disturbs me. I, let me just put that out there and document. There's a missing piece that disturbs me. I don't know whether it's Hezbollah making the attack then. I don't know if something happens from Tehran. I don't know if something else is going to take place, but there's something doesn't smell right to me. I'm, that's all I'm going to tell you. Something doesn't feel right. And I, I just, they've gone through this exercise now, but there's got to be something more to what they were doing. And the fact that they're trying to delay this now with prisoners and hostages, I mean, it doesn't make any sense to me. It's like we're missing something. 
It's like the West is missing something, and there's another major shoe to fall. And that's I want to talk to you about what that shoe is. So please give that some thought, and let's pick up on that in moments here. But that, to me, is something very, very important to the story that nobody is going to talk about here. Um, but you're seeing now what we're talking about here. I do encourage you to go read that op-ed, to be sure. It is... Um, uh, it, it is a, a, it's a brilliant piece. First of all, it's a brilliant op-ed. It'll give you a real scope of things. She, she, uh, Ilana did, a, I think, I, I believe, an amazing job on writing this. Uh, Hostage Rescue, A Mixed Blessing and a Deal with the Devil. And you'll see it on the front page if, if it's the next day or so you're on there. And if not, just go to the left side and where it says Talk Radio Talk and you'll get it there. Um, it, it, the featured articles that we're talking about on radio, we typically put them to the left. Um, the sidebar there when you when you go to the site. Now, let me just tell you, we got some uh, changes happening here. I, I love this time of year, as you know, coming into a new year and uh, really looking forward to uh, trying to get it right here in 2024. Listen, we're not going to, you know, we're not going to put it. We don't. Let, let me explain to you, American Patriots. Uh, con wonderful conservative, constitutional conservatives, let me put it that way. And people who love our country, they bleed red, white, and blue. We don't own any white flags. We don't have any white flags. We don't, they don't exist in our vocabulary and in our world. Do you understand what I'm talking about here? Or as they say up in the Northeast, do you understand what I'm talking about here? I mean, you've got to understand what I'm saying. We don't own white flags. So we're not ever given up. Uh, we're not doing that. So coming into a new year, this is the time of year. We we want to assess things. And, and we should do this in our own lives, our personal lives, and in our professional lives, and our business lives, all of it. And really assess what, what your um, aspirations are for the new year. Think about, I'm not talking about the January 1st crap that people do. Uh, what do they call that? Re resolutions? Yeah, whatever. That's not what I'm talking about. That's a child's game. If you're making resolutions and that stuff for January 1st and you need to tell yourself that, you're still playing with with, with Tinder blocks there. Uh, forget about it. Um, so I'm talking about real conviction and real goals and real, real ideas for the new year. Think about that yourself. It, it, you know, we should all want to improve our lives and, and improve the betterment of the lives around those around us. And coming into a new year is a perfect opportunity to do that. We're doing that here at America Out Loud. Uh, if you've not seen this or heard this, uh, then uh, you have to know we have a whole new platform website coming off the ground here January uh, for AmericaOutloud.news, the, the parent uh, mothership of all the news that we put out and the podcast and stuff on the uh, site there. Uh, so let me just tell you now, December 23rd, midnight, uh, the news site, the website will be going down dark. When we say dark, there'll be a a face page there, which will have links and information of what's going on to all, all of our folks when they come to the site. Uh, but it, it'll go down December 23rd, midnight, and we will relaunch. And I hope you'll join me with a glass of champagne on, uh, on uh, Monday, January 1st, uh, 2024. That's right. Uh, uh, noontime, noontime, uh, right there on New Year's Day. And we'll launch of the new America Out Loud dot news. And it is going to be uh, just amazing. It's going to be um, a really, uh, I think, revolutionary site with a lot of great tools and ideas and things we all work in very much on. So uh, I'm excited about this, to be sure, and put a lot of effort into this over the last few months, given this great thought and uh, 
I'm making the move then. Now on talk radio, on what you're we're talking about here and on this side of it, and in our podcast world as well, we will uh, a lot of our hosts they wanted a little bit of time for respite and uh, family and that sort of thing. So we will be running as we always do every year the Christmas classics uh, on December 23rd, 24th, 25th, a three day stretch there uh, over that weekend, and we'll be running the Christmas classics. And we do that every year. We've done it sometimes for maybe just two days or so, but we're on them for the three for the weekend and, and Christmas Day. And they're well-loved. Uh, You'll be shocked, but the audience that listens to those is uh, great, as great as our regular programming, believe it or not. And it shocked me when I seen the analytics on that a few years back. I thought, wow, people love this stuff. So anyways, and we get requests for it, actually. So not for nothing, but it's a good deal. So we'll run those for that weekend, the Christmas classics and all, and program the network accordingly. And you'll you'll we'll be talking about other things at the break and other stuff. But And then coming into... Um, uh, that week, the, between Christmas and New Year's, we'll be running Best Of uh, that week on the Talk Radio Network. And of course, there'll be no shows to go to podcast that week. And then we'll come back January 1st and ready to kick some ass, do some battle, if you will, right then. Uh, that's how it works. And that's what we're doing there. So I hope you'll join us there January 1st and let folks know. And we're going to raise the bar again. Uh, we're going to continue to do that. And uh, it's just the way it needs to be. Uh, is the rise of independent media and surely the rise of America Out Loud and the work that we're doing here. So please be part of that and help us out here. Remember to visit AmericaOutloud.shop and all the amazing things that are going on there. We're just talking, uh, Dr. McCullough and I were talking on Pulse uh, just yesterday about a lot of the great products and things on there. But take a close listen. There's some phenomenal products there and more coming that'll help you lead a really fulfilled and healthy life. Um, so, um, America out loud dot shop. Those are all the best pricing, by the way, they're negotiated pricing we've had with those, uh, companies. They're our partners. And that's part of our relationship is to give us best pricing for our listeners and our readers and the America out loud family. You can't get that pricing anywhere else. That's the way we've designed that. So anyways, take a look at that as well. And please get healthy for the new year. And especially for those who are struggling with long COVID and vaccine as well, but all of us need a jump in our steps. So we all need to be healthy. And uh, that's the way to do it. All right, we'll take a pause here. We'll pick up on that quandary I threw Alana just moments ago and, and see if we can't test her and uh, uh, about what she really thinks the options might be of what happens next uh, with this uh, state of terrorism uh, in the Middle East. Uh, you're listening to the voice of a nation. The silent majority has spoken. We say, let the silent voices be heard. You can be the voice of change. Contact our producer at Liberty at America Outloud.com. Liberty at America Outloud.com. World class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Go to OutloudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced Nutrition Company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, 
D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back. Guaranteed. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. HealthyCell.com. Code OUTLOUD. The Natural Colon Cleanse. It's the ultimate digestive tune-up with Oxy Powder. It's crafted to alleviate the discomfort of gas, bloating, and occasional constipation. There's a reason why Oxy Powder is our number one seller. It worked. Go to americaoutloud.shop and get 15% off using the code OUTLOUD. Global healing, giving you the power to take control of your health naturally. Nurses Out Loud Talk Radio want to introduce you to ASEA Redox Cell Signaling Molecules. It is more than just a wonderful natural product. Redox molecules are native to the human body. Redox molecules enable your body to turn on its inner doctor so your body can heal itself the way it did naturally when you were young. Check out americaoutloud.shop. Look for ASEA Cell Signaling Molecules Liquid Supplement and check out Nurse Michelle's recent favorite ASEA product, Renew 28 Revitalizing Redox Gel, because this gel helped get me through some significant muscular pain during my healing process following a recent canoeing accident when I broke my hip. Give it a try for your aches and pains and let Nurses Out Loud hear how your health has improved. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. You know, it is a head shaker of what we're dealing with right now in the Middle East, uh, and the ramifications of this are worldwide, to be sure. We're also seeing things at home here, a lot of uneasiness with open borders and things, and a lot of terrorists have come over the border, uh, worried about sleeper cells, activities of that nature, things that can transpire in the in the new year. I don't know, there's a feeling or a sense certain people have that something may very well happen uh, before the next election. I, I can only put that quandary out there. We're speaking about before the 2024 election. Uh, and in other words, when the enemy strikes, typically the enemy will strike uh, when uh, at the appropriate moment, timing-wise. And when you have a weak president and you have a weak administration and you have one that invites this kinds of problems and have opened the country up for these kinds of things, uh, that's probably the time they're going to strike. They're not going to strike when you've got a strong president in there and things have turned back over to uh, America being in control of our destiny and America being uh, uh, the world power that it is designed to be. 
you see what I'm talking about. Um, you know, so that is that 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 is what we're dealing with here. The ramifications of all of these things have dire consequences to the future of this country. Rest assured, this is far more going on in the world right now. But over this next year, I think we're at greatest risk right now. Right now, over the next year, we're at the greatest risk. And I've talked to people on my, you heard me talk about people on Viewpoint and other uh, national experts about that point. They do believe we're at the greatest risk right now. And that's the danger right now. And there is a price to pay for stupidity, people, and a price to pay for ignorance, and a price to pay for, uh, uh, you know, letting woke be the order of the day and letting these criminals, Marxist left, be the order of the moment and a price to pay for open borders and lunacy and a price to pay for this ridiculous spending and skyrocketing inflation and economic demise of our nation. There's a price to pay for all of this. Wake the hell up, will you please? You know, and figure this out and smell something, people. Get people to understand the price to pay for this. And that's what we need to address here coming into the new year. That's why it's going to be an aggressive agenda in 2024. That's why we're revving up ourselves at America Out Loud and suggest you do the same. But no white flags. No white flags. We're not doing the white flag thing. You can stick that white flag up the backside here, people. We're not doing it. So we're joined back here with Alana Friedman. And uh, we're talking here the Middle East here. Alana, you don't own a white flag, do you? I don't own a white flag. Okay, and I just I want to make sure. What? Battle flags. Yeah, all right. I just want to make sure I'm talking to the right to Lana. Okay, cool. Yeah, all right. Do. All right. So uh, so let me, you must sit back there when you hear me. You must chuckle to yourself. Right? You have to be chuckling to yourself. Right? I, I, I love what you're saying. I love what you just said um, about what's going on in the world. And I think it's, it's something that we need to talk about a lot yeah. uh, because we are... As, as you suggested, we are on the brink of something so huge and so deadly and so dangerous. And if we don't wake up and smell the coffee, it is going to drown us. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I'm, I'm ready to uh, hold my own, Ilana. I'm ready to do whatever. If we need to lead, a, a you know, a, a, um, a, some troops into battle or do something else, I'll, I'll surely help out in any way I can, uh, believe me. Uh, and um, and that's the way I feel about it. I mean, whatever it takes, it takes. Uh, we're on a mission here uh, from God, and we're on a mission to uh, carry the good fight forward and uh, cut these people off at the knees, uh, an eye for an eye, uh, battle for a battle, uh, and let them send them wherever they want to go. Uh, and I all expense paid trip to Allah in your whorehouse or wherever the hell you want to go. And if that's the group or if it's some other group, we'll send them to the uh, the Chinese New Year Festival if that's what they need. I don't know. Whoever the hell is going to act up next, you know, whatever it is. Listen, this Hamas, there's something we're missing here. It's a yes. bigger piece to this story. And I, I've been thinking a bit about it, obviously. And I, it's why I just wanted to bounce off of you and just have a heartfelt kind of like, like, okay, like what might the scenario, and, and really it's not about a crystal ball. So don't give me that answer back. I'm just looking for scenarios. Maybe it's scenario, maybe it's door one, door two, door three, but this is the way things could, might, uh, perhaps may play out. But I'm, we're missing something. I can't believe Hamas has got all the way to this point. If, if you understand what my thinking is, you got, again, uh, these cats uh, out in uh, Qatar and in other areas of the Middle East. And you mentioned this uh, Sindwar dude 
who was a prisoner who got out, who's now heading up the leader of Hamas. But there are others like that as well in these terrorist groups. If they're running out of, they know Israel's not going to extend the ceasefire much longer. That's my big point right now. They know they're going to come back with the 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 the, the, the shots are going to start anytime now. How many more days they can get with that? I don't know. What are they doing in the meantime? Are they rearming? Are they re-strategizing? I guess so. But that place is a war zone down there. It's not like you can fix that up in a few days. I mean, it's a mess. So obviously they're still in some tunnels. Well, okay, but what happens next? First of all, there are still the tunnels, and that's where they are, and that's where presumably they're keeping the hostages, the ones they haven't given away to other terrorist groups. But I think you you raised a question before that really needs to be addressed, which is what what is what's behind all this? What do they want? Why are they doing this? And the the answer is very very simple. They believe that Israel, the Jews of Israel are in that land uh, it, with, without, without any reason. They, they deny Israel's history. They deny the, the Bible, which is a history book. They deny uh, Israel's right to exist. And the way they have expressed it is <clears throat> through their own charter. And this is a quote from their own charter. It's to, actually two quotes. Um, that I put together, our struggle, they say, is against the Jews is very great and very serious. It needs all sincere efforts. It is a step that inevitably should be followed by other steps. The movement is but, the movement meaning Hamas, is but one squadron that should be supported by more and more squadrons from this vast Arab and Islamic world until the enemy, The Jews, wait, there's more, is vanquished and Allah's victory is realized. Israel will exist and will continue to exist until Islam will obliterate it, okay. just as it obliterated others before. But this they is more than, yeah, I'm not, I'm not really feeling that. I have to be straight with you here. I think this is far more than, uh, I don't think this is land. I don't think this is geopolitical. I don't think this is a two-state solution. I don't see no. any of that being the cause and reason. That's just all rhetoric for the politicians and the rest of these bozos. I don't see that as being the deal. And I think their fight is far more than the Jewish people. It's humanity. It's anybody that's an infidel. Uh, and so, therefore... What what is what is their strategy right now? I mean, there's got to be something more here than it's not about land. Well, it's no, it's not about land. It's about it's about their their belief in in Allah, and they believe that 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 uh, the the Muslims are entitled to all of Israel, and the Jews have no entitlement to it. And in order to uh, uh, order to bring about their being the sole proprietors of the land of Israel, which they don't call that, by the way, uh, they um, they need to destroy the state of Israel and kill all the Jews, or as they say, drive them into the sea and make Israel what is now Israel free of Jews. But that's and only what, in the immediate moment right now. But, but no, that's, wait, a, but that's only a quick thing. But then what they really want is they, they've made their plans clear for world domination, Ilana. Okay, so the next thing after they've gotten rid of the Jews is to get to to, to then start working on the Christians. You bet. Uh, oh, they've already yeah, been and, doing that. Look at what they did in Lebanon. They, they, of course, of course they're doing, but there aren't any Jews in Lebanon, so they work on Christians. Yeah. But in, in Israel, 
there are and and look what's happened to the Christians in Israel, by the way. Bethlehem used to be a Christian city. There are very few Christians in Bethlehem now. Sinful, sinful, sinful. And 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 Israel is such a vibrant uh, place, and with an it's amazing melting pot of beliefs and faith. Uh, and it's a it's a fabulous culture. I haven't been there myself. Um, it's it is remarkable, and the history is truly, truly amazing. Um, as you can see, the I remember walking in different places. You can see the uh, history below you. Um, you know, in layers, Ilana. You know, over the time. Look, you know, walk in, walk in the old city, and right. you you step where Jesus stepped. Exactly, can, I did. I did. Did yeah. How can that I, not new? Yeah, so, I did the whole thing. I did the whole thing. It's amazing. It's amazing. So, all right. So something bigger in, in our moments left. There's something bigger is at play. We know that. We we get the bigger picture of all of this uh, and what they've done. But uh, but nobody seems to have any conviction to. I I think really the ultimate goal for the West, Alana. I mean, correct me on this, but has got to be to send these people to Allah quickly. I agree. Yeah. I mean, yeah, what I alternative agree. is there? I mean. But the West doesn't get it. And that's the problem that we're facing. The West is actually trying to, Western countries are trying, and not just Western countries, China and and, and Russia and, and uh, the countries that are, are supporting Iran, of course, uh, they are trying to negate yeah. what Israel is trying to do, which is to wipe out Hamas. Hamas is a deadly uh, uh, the, and it's not as you say based on on geography. It's based on theo theology. That's and right. That's there. right. That's it. It's ideology and theology. Yes. I, yes. I agree with so, that. I agree with that. Elana, right now we just got a couple minutes here. So in the next few days, uh, one of these days, uh, Israel's going to start again. The bullets are going to start to fly again. We, you, you agree with that statement? I definitely. I agree that it it had better start. But it's got. We, uh, we, there's no reason why it wouldn't. Yeah. Having said that, what does Hamas do with that? It, what was the end game here? Then nothing. Do they just explode and do we go get this other dude? And is there, Israel no. successful at the end of the day to put Hamas out of their misery? No, it, it, Israel has the capability to do that. But in the meantime, what this is called a hudna in Arabic, and what it means is it's a it's a ceasefire in order that that gives the the Hamas the ability to regroup, re refortify their their uh, weapons and uh, come up with a new strategy. And come up, that's what it is that you think they'll uh, Absolutely. Work, work on plan Absolutely. B. Yeah. yeah. Classic Hudna. And when the when the fighting starts again, it's yeah. it's going to in many respects start all over again. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's not just that it's going to re restart. Right. The 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 war is going to start again. Right, right. Just always just a joy to talk to Alana Friedman. Uh, you can see exactly why I, I have the greatest conversations with her. Um, that's why I wanted to have more of a uh, intimate conversation today with her. It's sometimes it's important to do that. And now that op-ed, share that many times over. It is, it is really a great piece here. It's time uh, to get involved and get loud, America.